G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Jesus doesn't just care for ancient Israel or modern. He cares for all people of all times, including women. And in today's program, we're going to see two women getting Jesus' special attention and healing. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. And we are looking at two women healed, based on Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 26. Very remarkable, because Jesus was an equal opportunity blesser. He blessed all kinds of people, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. We're going to learn more about that in a moment. And what we're going to see is there are two women, actually one was a young girl, the other was a grown woman, both of them having an encounter with Christ, and they lived to tell the tale. In fact, they lived full stop because of Christ's healing's touch upon them. And Jesus makes a most amazing thing. It says here in verse 20 of Matthew chapter 9, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Right there, you have the reason this woman was healed. Yes, it's by the power of God. Totally. And yet, she has to somehow access the power of God. Just like you can have property, underneath the property is oceans of oil. You would literally be an ultra, ultra wealthy individual if only you could tap into the oil that's under the ground. Well, you have to pump it. And likewise, what taps in and pumps out the power of the grace of God? Well, we learn it's by faith. As Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 tell us, by grace are you saved through faith. So yes, the grace of God saves, but the faith accesses the grace. And it's a powerful thing that God does for those who will believe. Now, of course, your belief has to be rightly directed. If you believe the moon is made of green cheese, and the cow jumped over the moon, as Hey Diddle Diddle tells us, you can believe all you like, but there will be no green cheese 
and there'll be no cow jumping over the moon. But if your faith is rightly directed to the living God, then you can ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. What we're basically seeing here is the voice of faith in operation. And Jesus responds very quickly and very positively to the voice of faith. We learn that this woman was hemorrhaging for a long time, making her virtually a social outcast, as well as impoverishing her because she spent a lot of money on physicians, but she didn't get any better. She became worse. And yet, this woman had faith to be healed. And Jesus tells her it's because of her faith that healing is coming to her life. Faith will make you whole. But then we have the other woman, in this case, the young girl. By the time Jesus gets around to her house, she's already dead. Now, the same faith that can heal a living body is the same faith that can raise a dead body. Because with God, there is no limitations, no restraints, nothing is impossible for him. So you have Jesus making an amazing pronouncement that the little girl is not dead. She's only asleep. The same crowd that was wailing and crying and making a big commotion at her death, flicked a switch, and they begin to laugh the Savior to scorn. He didn't pay attention to their unbelief. In fact, he did something really clever. He got them out of the house, or at least out of the area, so that he is not hindered by their lack of faith, their doubt and unbelief. Jesus then speaks to the little girl, and as we'll see, she becomes not just whole, she rises from the dead. And the news of this spreads like an Australian bushfire, far and wide. Because after all, this is all part of the gospel. Make known the good news to all that you meet. Now we're going to read the entire portion from Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 26. Our lesson is called, Two Women Healed. And the reference once again, Matthew 9, verses 18 to 26. This is the word of the Lord. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thine hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him, and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame thereof went abroad into all that land. The references, Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 26, and this lesson is called Two women healed. We are learning that Jesus is a man of anointed words. 
words that are life-giving and powerful, as we have seen in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's chapter 5 to 7, and now we're seeing him after Matthew chapter 7 as a man of action. And here he will be involved in the healing, restoration, revival of two females, one young and one mature. But it all begins with a great need and then the voice of faith coming forth. I really believe that faith is activated by confession. You believe in your heart, then you speak with your mouth, and things begin to happen. So in Matthew nine eighteen, you hear the voice of faith. My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. Now, after refuting the critical attitude of the Pharisees regarding fasting, this certain ruler, who we believe in other Gospels is Jairus, came to Jesus and worshipped him. He said that his daughter was dead, or at the minimum, she was at the point of death. Now, that was the reality, and there's no point denying reality. To do so is delusional, it is like drunkenness, and it can be even a form of insanity. I mean that proverbially, of course, and I don't mean that as an insult. It's just the fact to deny reality is a disaster. It's like the blind leading the blind. The reality is this girl, as much as everyone wanted her to pull through, be healed, be healthy again, none of that had happened. She remained sick, became more sick, and then she died. That's the reality. However, the father of this girl spoke in faith. What does he tell the Savior? He says, please come, lay your hand on her, and she shall live. Now, this man was confident Jesus had the ability and willingness to heal the girl or even to raise her from the dead. What was the Savior's response? Well, Jesus responds really well when we speak in faith. He immediately made the decision to get up and to follow the man to the house. And of course, where Jesus went, so did his disciples too. While he only needed to speak the word in authority, Jesus still chose to come in person and heal the child. Because remember, for the centurion, the word of faith spoken aloud was sufficient to see his servant healed. Anyway, while he's en route to this man's house with the dead or dying daughter, there was another woman coming to the picture. She had the hemorrhage issue. She had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, and she came up from behind Jesus and simply touched his garment. Not him, the garment, the robe, whatever. This was an act of desperation, but it was also incredibly audacious. After all, this woman was ritually impure. She was impoverished through spending money on physicians who could do nothing for her. And she was, yes, social outcast. She was not welcome because she was ritually unclean. In a sense, she was as marginalized as can be physically, socially, and worst of all, spiritually. I would dare say the religious elite wanted nothing to do with people like her. 
Fortunately, Jesus has an entirely different attitude, as we're about to see. Now, as the father of the daughter spoke the word of faith, we basically have the woman thinking thoughts of faith. The woman definitely had faith for healing, but the text says she spoke to herself, or maybe even spoke in her heart, because she realized, I may not get to meet this man, I may not get to speak to him directly, or even get prayer from him, but there's one thing I can do. He's coming by. I'm going to reach out close enough to touch his garment. If I can just touch his garment, have that point of contact, I know that God will heal me. Very interesting principle. It's not the garments that bring the healing. It's the point of contact with God represented by the garments. The garments are like a symbol representing God in this case. And when there is that touch or laying on of hands of the garment, then faith is released. And once faith is released, so is the grace of God, the power of God, and the healing virtue of God. It's a great principle, the release of faith. It's like when Paul had handkerchiefs, or Peter had handkerchiefs, whatever touched or whoever touched those anointed handkerchiefs were healed for the simple reason that faith is released. Very simple, but very overwhelming. And therefore, Jesus now is going to be the instrument of a great healing. Because it says in Matthew 9.22, let me read that to you again. It says, But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. So basically, it's all clear. She touched the garment. Jesus turned around, saw the woman, and here was the moment of truth. Is he going to rebuke her for getting too close? Or is he going to commend her? Well, of course, he commends her because of faith. Faith overrules and overwrites everything that the world can dish out, all the phobias, the taboos, the stigmas, the rules, the regulations. Faith cancels them all out and gives us direct access to the living God. So Jesus turns around and says, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Again, he puts the onus on her, It's her faith that has brought this healing. Her faith tapped in to God's grace and healing power. She was healed within the hour because faith delivers. Well, that's one healing down. But we still have the little girl and her anxious parents. Because by this point, the little girl will be already dead. Now, it's possible that the time taken to heal this other woman with the issue of blood may have delayed Jesus' arrival to the ruler's house to the point that the little girl was already dead. Now, it may not have made any difference if Jesus had come earlier. She may still have been dead, but definitely this was considered a delay. He wasn't coming as soon as perhaps would be expected. And can you imagine, because he had the reputation 
of being a holy man with healing, there'd be all kinds of people pressing in. It wouldn't just be this woman. But she was so desperate to talk to Jesus and to engage with Jesus, similar to the four men that wanted their paralytic friend to be healed of Jesus. No room at the door of the house. So what do they do? They lower him down from the roof. And Jesus saw their faith. We already covered that in this teaching of the Gospel of Matthew. So Jesus comes in, and he's delayed. And he saw the minstrels, and people were making mournful noise. Remember that in the Middle East and in Asia, mourning for the dead tends to be more dramatic, more vocal, more emotional than for Westerners that tend to be a little more of the stiff upper lip. So there was a great noise. It was it was probably very hideous and and not very enticing or uplifting. Jesus hears it. He knows what's happened. The girl is obviously dead. So in Matthew 9, 24, Jesus speaks words to stimulate faith. And what he says to them is simple. Make room. The girl is not dead. She's just only sleeping. And amazingly, the same people mourning hysterically for the passing of the girl switch their gears and begin to laugh in scorn the statement of Jesus. Such attitudes are neither conducive to faith or healing. It is possible that the father's faith, where he said, just lay your hands on her and she will recover, may have been strong enough to counteract the cynicism, doubt, and unbelief of the mourning crowd. Then we have a most wonderful thing, Matthew 9.25. After removing the faithless crowd, who would have no doubt hindered a healing, Jesus went to the girl's room, took her by the hand, and immediately she went from death to life, darkness to light. She rose from the dead. Well, that stunned everyone. And the news of her resurrection spread quickly, according to Matthew 9.26. There's nothing like a great healing to get the multitudes moving. Once the ruler's daughter rose from the dead, Jesus' fame spread quickly throughout all of that land. Well, our lesson is called Two Women Healed. What is our lesson for life? The only way to draw near to God and have him to draw near to you is to approach him by faith. I might add to approach him consistently, fervently, and persistently by faith. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. Also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter helping you to become future-ready with articles from the Scripture, victorious living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that these women were healed and that they are a testimony that you love and care for all people, regardless of gender, status, ethnicity, or anything else. We praise you. You're not just the God of the Jew, but you're the God of the Gentile also. For all this, we give you matchless praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.